Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. We're responsible. We do this podcast every week. Uh huh. Whether or not we have a guest. That's true. That's true. Or whether, yeah. Yeah. Whether or not we feel like pursuing a guest. (laughs) We really gave up this week. I mean, I did at least because I'm I'm in Massachusetts. I was just like, yeah, Yeah, you're traveling like like some sort of uh, Christmas spirit. Exactly. Just rocketing across the country uh, overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, to deliver yeah. presents, except the presence is just like you hanging around My for presence. several days. Yeah, the presence is your presence. Yeah, yeah. Wordplay. What if that was what Christmas was? It was like Santa didn't go around delivering toys. He would just show up and kind of hang out for like three or four days. Oh, that would be and cool. then and then just leave. But, but he uses, he'd have he, to do it all year round because he'd be doing it for every house. Well, no, uh, uh, dumbass. He would use his Santa powers uh, to to dilate time so that it all takes place at, at simultaneously. Okay, so it'd be almost like Krampus, yeah. the movie Krampus. Sure. But, yeah. It would be like the Santa Claus and also like a Christmas Carol when the spirits visit him, but it all just manages to take place in one night. Like they tap right. into some like of that the, Christmas magic. I like that idea because after a few years, people would be like, eh, I'd rather have presents, to be honest. Because it's just like some old dude showing up and being like, so what are we doing? What's yeah. up? So you guys want to hang out or something? I'm good for it. I'm, I'm yeah. up for whatever. Yeah. Like if like he's magical, but he's not doing anything for you. So it's yeah. like. He's just hanging out. What's, what's even the point? Yeah. He left his wallet at home, so he can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to the restaurants and stuff, and he's like, "You got this, right? You got this, right? You covering this?" Ho, ho, yeah. Ho. I left. I lost my wallet in the Atlanta airport. I've heard that happens. I, to I love. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, happens all the time. All of the Atlanta airport. Listen, that's like it's a, it's a Santa big... flying. It's a big, stopover in Atlanta. It's a big international uh, terminal, man. I don't know what to tell you. It would, yeah, either, that's it, would true. it would either be like Atlanta or like I don't know Dallas, yep. O'Hare. I don't know. It would be some. O'Hare. It'd be some place. Why not Atlanta? Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. Well, I like Atlanta because it's like all right. He's coming from the North Pole, <laughs> <laughs> so you'd like stop. He'd go over the country and then have to stop in Atlanta. Uh, 
it's it, it implies that he took the cheap flight that it's like oh it's sort of out of the way but this this flight's like a couple hundred bucks less yeah i uh, mean it I, may- I just like freeloader santa he has to make this trip millions of times so yeah mm-hmm. you would do the jet blue to atlanta i don't like think an, he'd do jet blue or like an airbus he'd be doing like spirit spirit yeah there you go yeah yeah fucking or i guess like alaska isn't there like a isn't alaska an airline it is it only flies from f- to and from certain terminals though uh, uh yeah like only, alaska i imagine yeah, i would ass- i would hope so or else that's a very Wouldn't misleading cool name it didn't? yeah it's like the one place it doesn't go is alaska no i see yeah, why you would like, be confused yeah yeah we're not like other airlines we're the manic pixie dream airline you see it's like naming your airline jupiter airline mm-hmm. you could do that yeah no reason not to yeah um i guess we should probably start great. the show yeah i don't know <laughs> this is the show right this is the show we're just gonna do this stupid bit <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> look we gotta hit that two hour mark somehow tom listen uh hello everyone <laughs> Hello! What an episode of Hypecast! Hypecast, Hypecast. The show hypecast. where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I'm your other co-host, David Bell. And that dead yeah, fucking silence you hear is our guest for this week. Nobody! Nobody. Nothing! Nobody. Nothing. Yeah, I'm, I, we probably could have gotten someone. I'm traveling. And like that's probably why my mic sounds different because I'm using a different mic. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know, I don't know. I'm three hours. I'm three hours in the future, uh, so I'm just generally tired all the time right now. Yeah, and uh, it's very sleepy future that waits for the yeah. rest of us. Yeah, yeah. I'm old, so like it's eight o'clock here, and I'm like, man, that is yeah bedtime. You're three hours older, be- Dave. I know. You're a man of advanced years. Also, daylight savings time is happening, and so I'm going to be all fucked up. I'm uh, not going to know which way is up. I don't believe in it, so we don't set our clocks forward uh, or backward in this it. household. Yeah, That's no, a good way of doing it. We don't observe daylight saving time. We're not observant. It kills people. Yeah? Like, like every year, daylight saving time results in traffic accidents. We shouldn't be doing it. It's There's no point. Who who invented it? Fucking that that jackass Ben Franklin. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, it sounds like it's something that piece of shit would do. Yeah, right. He was a his, real piece of shit. Right in his goddamn almanac. Time should change randomly twice a year, and everybody's like, "You yeah. are the greatest mind in American history." Right. These days, he'd just be on like fucking Reddit, you know? Like he's just some some asshole with opinions. He just happened to, you know, I don't know. Yeah, people he, listen to him. Yeah, <laughs> he'd have a primetime uh, uh, political analyst show. Right, he'd be Bill Maher now. Yeah, he'd be like, like a, that's that's a it. Stupid pundit. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ben Franklin was uh, alive today. He'd be talking about cancel culture because you know we cancel his ass. Oh yeah, you ha- as soon as yeah. he walked in, dressed the way he dresses, with his You're tiny like, nope. glasses and like his pantaloons. Ugh. What that, an like, asshole. that like fucking stop at the knees so you have to get really tall socks to make it look like you're an adult that wears adult pants what a right. jerk i don't know what he's thinking about i don't know man fuck those guys 
Let's hear from you the mouth. Let's producers? hear from that mouse in his mouse in his pocket. See if he's got any good ideas. Wait, he has a mouse? Yeah, did you ever see Ben and Me? That Disney cartoon no. about like Ben Franklin's mouse? No shit. Yeah, that I mean, he had a mouse. Yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, that's historical fact. Right, they didn't have that in the John Adams show. That's just bullshit. He should have had a mouse. He should have had John a mouse. Adams show, who also sat on his own balls. Yeah, a mouse with a massive balls. <laughs> when he sat on his balls, the mouse made a little, <laughs> like a little squeaky ball sound. Uh, oh, he made his mouse wear those stupid pants too. Mm-hmm. What a what, a, what a pile of garbage. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, you're All canceled, right. Ben Franklin. Yep. Canceled. All right, let's name like, some like Leatherface. Yeah, yep. All right. Yep. God, that movie sucked. <laughs> um Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Producers. Um big thank you to Heathcliff's helping handfuls. Thank you, Heathcliff. Always a pleasure. Uh thank you to the conveniently placed self destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Mm. Thank you. Thank you to Lef. Ooh. Thank you, Lef. Thank you to Samuel Beckett's Donuts and Mortgage Emporium. Thank mm. you. Thank you to Ryan, the Silly Muddy Goose. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you to Snapper Car Punches God in the Dick. Sure does. Thank you to At Nerd Numbers. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Yeah. Thank you to DJ Finney. Thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. Mm. Uh, thank you to Brockway Loves the Meat Millie. Yeah, he does. Uh, thank you to David Knife, Knife Boot. Boot Henson. Thank you. All right, let me uh, swoop in uh, like Santa on a budget flight and take over here. <laughs> they get a Grumble Bee. They get a Thank Screaming you. Horse Pyramid. They Thank get a Look you. Mom on a podcast. Yeah, they you get are. a Seismic Charge Noise. <laughs> they get a Deborah's Awesome, Barbara's Great, and Cancer Can Go to Hell. Thank they you. get a Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Jones. Thank you. Thank you to the baby from Eraserhead. Mm, they get a Chiz Lily you. Tits. Thank you. Thank you to these seven bees. Thank, thank you to you. Breezy Ruizy. Thank, thank you to Davy Francis for the revenge. Mm, thank and you. And thank you to MVB. VB. Thank oh, you. Okay, Dave. So the big trailer this week, of course, is the trailer for the Disney Plus limited series Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan. Yeah. Uh, people are mad about that guy's head. Which guy's head? I don't know. The uh, the Inquisitor. Which, is that what he's called? I don't know. Is that the the, the grand b- one? The, the bald guy, guy the we flippy... see for like three yeah. seconds. Yeah, and he's got the lightsabers that go. What's what's wrong with his uh, head? I mean, he looks like an asshole, but know. so does everybody in Star Wars. I I think he's got like a more. He's an Ernie, and he's got more of a Bert in terms of like I don't know in the cartoon or something. I just saw people were mad about it. I don't give a shit about the wait, shape of the guy's he, head. Wait, is he a pre? Is he a pre-existing character? I think so. Oh, that makes more sense. I thought people were just like mad about his hate sh- uh, <laughs> head shape. Just like, you know, I, no previous connection to the characters being like, that character's head is stupid. I hate this show. Right. Maybe people are yelling at us right now or specifically me because I'm not representing this correctly. Uh, and that's because I didn't really look into it that much. I just saw that people were mad. You could have literally the shape of this guy's head told me anything about the response to this trailer and i would have believed you oh of course it looks i, just, I haven't been on un- i haven't been on the socias much this week just because you know i'm busy uh yeah so yeah i haven't really engaged with whatever the reaction to this trailer has been so 
it was they did a meme they memed him looking in the binoculars i did see a few of those yeah uh, yeah it uh all right this looks unnecessary in general uh in my opinion uh, here's what i'll say that i liked about this trailer that what? guy's head they call it that guy's head was great yeah no one they call it a limited series so it's like okay you're yeah, not gonna drag you, this they're on. letting you know right up front this is a one and done we're not yeah, gonna, like we're, listen and i mean i i could have guessed it's like okay i know you're disney but even so you're not gonna get you and mcgregor for multiple seasons they, of a show yeah i don't think he wants to be doing this no. uh uh and then i also like that they it's like they made sure to show in the trailer like we didn't just film this in the same desert we are going to go to other planets looks like yeah. they go to that fucking death sticks planet that's uh, coruscant <laughs> yeah it's the capital yeah i think and uh i i think dexter Chexter is coming back i saw a photo oh that's that's a um, photoshop that that got shared it. by uh, uh a well-known photoshop artist whose name i forget i think it's brian morris that but i could be completely I was, wrong i was so excited for that because i do think they're gonna embrace the prequels for this one. Oh yeah you kind of have to and that's um honestly this is this and Boba Fett are the two sort of expanded universe kind of prequel slash fill in the blank stories that I have legitimately wanted to see. Uh, like yeah, Obi Wan well, because... spending his time alone on Tatooine, and then there's this whole period in between Episode Three and Episode Four where Vader uh, is zooming around the galaxy hunting down the rest of the jedi that's cool and i want to see that and that looks like that's part of this series it's going to be him kind of juggling that i assume it's going to be like it's going to be like three's company where he like has to constantly hide something right so he's like constantly trying to keep luke like the knowledge of luke (laughs) right it's only gonna doing this storyline is only gonna make it that much more apparent that it's really fucking dumb that he he gave Luke to Anakin's uh, brother-in-law uh, right. uh, living in the same moisture farm he used to live in on right. Tatooine first episode, and first didn't change his name. Be... His name is still Luke Skywalker. Yeah. First, first, first episode is going to be Vader awkwardly showing up at the farm like, hey, yeah, uh, you, you guys remember me, right? Yeah, uh, is it like, are my kids around here? Do you guys have any kids? And they have to just be like, no. And he's like, all right, well, uh, take it easy, I guess. Yeah. I guess <laughs> I'll murder you later. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the first place that Vader would look. So and I even, assume, I don't know. And then Obi-Wan is just right there. I mean, he's he Obi-Wan only changed his first name, so he's still Ben Kenobi. Uh, yes, it's living very Living in bad. the desert. Like, he's not living too far below the radar, I guess because well you know what never mind I take that back because I was gonna say people know about him but it all we really know is that Owen and Baru and Luke know about him which of course they would right um, but still like remember in the Fugitive where Harrison Ford's like I gotta be a fugitive what's like the first thing he did he changed his hair and his name exactly and got a fake ID <laughs> <laughs> he he, cut, he chopped off that beard Obi-Wan come on man and not even like just, not even slight like he didn't change his name to like Timothy Kimball like he completely changed his entire name and appearance <laughs> like right so and just, then he wouldn't and he didn't go like 
hide out in an apartment across the street from the home where his wife was murdered, you know? So it's like Obi-Wan yeah, exactly. just changes his first name and moves in like a mile away from where he's hiding Luke without bothering to change any part of Luke's name with right. Luke's aunt and uncle whom Anakin knows and has met. Right. And I, you know, I really feel, really feel for the writers because it's not like that was built in, you know, that, that was, was built, built in. in that, was, the original that, was, films. that was always there. Yeah. There was nothing that could be done about that. <laughs> yeah. So the, the writers have to figure some, because I love, I would love to watch the fugitive, where Tommy Lee Jones is Vader and Obi Wan is uh, Kimball, that's what that's what we need, right? That's I I would love this to just be that, but like that's, yeah, it it kind of has to end up in one place. Well, that's kind uh, of what it will be. You have to. I, I'm well. I mean, that's. Uh, I don't know what this show will be, but like uh, the storyline, like the Star Wars timeline, that's kind of what happens, except obviously Vader never finds Luke or Obi-Wan. So that means, um, and this isn't the first time they've done this in in other Star Wars media, they're going to have to create additional characters that are helping Vader in his hunt. And that's been done like before. So that's not like, I don't think any Star Wars fan will be clutching their pearls over that one. Um, So they'll have to like, like, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, this is all like comic book extended universe shit, right? And like, like video games and stuff too. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's all like additional media around the films. Um, So it's not that wild of an idea to introduce, oh, Vader has people helping him do this. Uh, you know, Galaxy's a big place. Um, uh, So that's, I mean, that's how they'll, they'll probably have Vader in a separate storyline just laying waste to to jedi on some other end of the galaxy while his operatives are like closing in on obi-wan and luke and then obviously they will be dispatched or else a new hope doesn't happen so that's sort of my guess is that if they're smart if they're smart as much as people want to see this they will never have vader and obi-wan in the same room like i want it to be like no country for old men another tommy lee jones thing where like him and uh and uh what's his name like have like near misses you know like that's that's what i want from this is like that it's that's kind of what it has to be but i won't say it has that's what it that's what uh, it should be to make like narrative sense but that means nothing that there's i'm sure they will encounter each other not on hopefully not on tatooine that would be stupid (laughs) yeah some other planet maybe maybe coruscant i don't know yeah, I don't trust the instincts of Disney's Lucasfilm. Like, I part of me thinks, oh God, are they gonna just are they going to fill it with memes? You know? Are they gonna just do everything the fans want? You know, I is I know the first Obi-Wan tweet from the account was hello there. And it's like, oh, that's funny. Don't say that in the show though. You know? It's like Well, he said it in don't the prequels do, though. I mean it wouldn't be it wouldn't be doing No, that's the what I meme. mean is th- that that is the meme though. The hello there is a meme. There's a it whole. Is, it whole... is it is now. I'm saying it was in the text of the films beforehand. Like he repeats oh, yeah. that. I think in every one of the prequel movies. In every single one. Oh, I that's think, wonderful. I think he says it in each one. Yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is that I'm scared they're going to keep leaning into it. Joel Edgerton. Did you see? He also shared the trailer, and. He, 
with like an uh, an uh, Uncle Owen quote um, that was just like, <laughs> it's some quote, crazy old ah, man. Yeah, I'm on fire. Exactly. It, it was really funny because it was like, oh yeah, that classic Uncle Owen quote. Right. We Uncle, all Owen, know. Uncle Owen has like 13 lines across the yeah. entire series. <laughs> so, um, so what did so he share do, it with? I, like, I told you to forget it. Yeah, that classic Uncle like Owen that. line. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's very funny because you can it's waste like, time with your friends later. Ah, yeah, you can yeah. forget that Owen line. It's definitely like you're right. This is a story that can be told. It's just it can very easily be told badly. And so it's kind of the question of like, well, what are you going to do? Which is it? Are you gonna Are you gonna do? Are you gonna tell a really interesting, compelling story? Because honestly, I think an interesting, compelling story for this would actually involve very little lightsaber fights would not involve because they have the fucking the duel of the fates song in the trailer oh yeah and honestly i see that as a bad sign because i'm like i don't i hope vader and obi-wan don't fight because that would be really that would change the every you know that would ruin the significance of the other times they fought they shouldn't uh, again, no, I can cannot say with any kind of certitude. Obviously, I'm not involved with the show, and judging by the decisions Lucasfilm has been making, uh, can't say that that won't happen. But it shouldn't yeah. happen. It shouldn't, and that's that. I guess that's what he, it is. I mean, is Va- that... Vader very pointedly says, "When last we met, I was like, you know, yeah, like I was yeah, the, but... the 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 student, and now I am the master." Yeah. However, however, I'm obviously I'm paraphrasing, but. Right, and like, since when did they give a shit? You know, that's the thing. Um, you know, it's the stuff where, <laughs> where he's like, when I knew, when I first met your mother, your father, he was already a great, great pilot, and it's like, then the prequels, they're like, well, he's a child, and it's like, all right, well, like, there's, but he's like, a there's always been weird pilot, Dave. Uh, yeah, that's bullshit. It is bullshit. Um, I'm just saying that's how they got away with it. Yeah, <laughs> that's how they explained it, rather. It's that thing where it's like it it's real it has a lot of potential to fuck up a lot. Like it's this is one or again, I don't envy the writers, where like it's sort of you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. There's gonna be so many fans with so many annoying fucking opinions. Uh yeah. and like it's so much lore that you have to deal with that you really have to finesse this series. And so I don't know, man. I hope they pull it off. Uh this looks good. The trailer looks good, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, I feel like there's a lot of like tight ropes to walk here. Yeah. Narratively. So we'll see how they pull it off. Cause yeah. And some of them are just like, what are you going to do? It was stupid to begin with. Yeah. Like he's, he, he changed his fucking name. Barely. Yeah. Like an asshole. <laughs> barely changed his name. <laughs> barely lives down Barely. the street what are from, you the, doing, man? from the child they're trying to conceal from vader right <laughs> so yeah i don't know we'll see um <laughs> yeah next trailer yeah all the old knives this is the sequel to knives out i assume uh i legitimately thought that but no it's not yeah <laughs> Now, is this Christopher Pine? This is Chris Pine and Thandua Newton. Um, and I think, is this one with Jonathan Price? Yes. Yeah, it's um, Tinker Tailor Soldier Pine. It's, basically, uh, yeah. You have to find a mole. Uh, but he I, might I, be I, the mole. But he might be the mole. Who do you think's the mole? I mean, it's going to either be Chris Pine or Jonathan Price. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like Jonathan Price is the mole. 
We'll Although, see. Didn't uh, Larry Fishburne show up? Lawrence Fishburne is also in it. That's true. Really? Anybody who's just famous might be the mole, I guess. Yeah. I just like taking bets. Sure. Um, it's it's about. I don't know. It actually it's it's like a a, a good old good old fashioned thriller from an old fashioned old fashioned. I mean, like the '90s. It feels like Patriot Games a little bit. Um, yep. Where it's just uh, like. Chris Pine and Thanoe Newton used to be uh, an item, but they're, I think they're both involved with the same intelligence agency. And there was a hijacking, uh, uh, airplane hijacking back in 2011 or 2012, rather, that went very, very badly. And they've always suspected there was a mole. And now, uh, 10 years later, they're revisiting the case. And Chris Pine is tasked with bringing down the mole, but it really seems like it could be him. And he's just trying to gaslight everyone around him. Right. Um, it looks it looks good, honestly. This looks like the kind of shit I would have happily gone to see in the theater uh, in the nineties. Oh yeah, and now I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna I'm gonna my watch shirt it on Adam uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, I don't even have to leave my house. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna wear some adult slacks. Yeah, uh, tuck a checkered shirt into them. Mm-hmm. Get into an old recliner and watch this. With uh, 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 socks and flip flops, socks and sandals. Yep. yep. Not going to talk to my son. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah. It's it's no. It, it's I'm I'm super into this. I have very little else to say about it, but it's just like yeah. Here's a nice, a nice like I, the '90s are back, baby. The '90s are back. We we see that in a, a, a trailer later. Yeah, the and '90s this is, are back. This is. Uh, based on a book and i feel like a lot of the trailers and stuff we've talked about within the last year or two um that look like kind of throwback 90s thrillers have all been based on books that's probably yeah. not true but i feel like more than one has well been that's the case. part of the throwback right you can't it can't be a 90s thriller unless it's based right? on a book oh fuck man if they came out yeah. with like a new movie based on a john grisham thriller i would explode yeah, absolutely. I would burst into southern flames. Yeah. But yeah, this uh, yeah, this looks uh I don't know. It it, it looks really good. It looks like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. <laughs> it does. It, un- <laughs> except less British yeah. and therefore more violent. Far less uh, British. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, well, no wait, far less British. Like 50% of the cast is British in this. Right. But like the tone. Yeah. Like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is so British uh yeah but uh yeah this I, i'm into it i'm yeah. into it i'm into it i'm for it yeah yeah you know what else i'm into what's that whatever the hell this next thing is oh shit yeah this uh, is a, apollo 10 and a half a space age childhood uh a new richard link later Linklater shit yeah using his scanner darkly horse shit yeah Sc- all right so i so waking life and scanner darkly i thought the looks of both of those were very appropriate to what the premise was, uh, especially Scanner Darkly. This, I don't see it as much. It feels more like a gimmick, although I think it might have to be, it might have to do with like a child's imagination, right? I think it's a child's um, memory, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's kind of how he uses the rotoscope is like heightened reality, yeah. memories, or or drug, you know, being on drugs, yeah. not quite knowing what is real. So he is very good at using that. And it, I really, it's really effective because it's a good way to do any effect you want, like special effect, and it all feels grounded, it, you know? It, 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 it does and it doesn't. It's this very interesting uh, uh, 
form of filmmaking that for me anyway always elicits a very specific response like it's not the same emotional response i get from watching a a traditionally animated film nor is the same as the one that i get from watching a live action movie so rotoscoping is this weird in between and it seems like rather than just throwing it in as a gimmick in the movies that he's used it link later like is what was the first one scanner darkly that he did Uh, waking life was the first one and that was a different style um it was actually i think hand-drawn whereas uh the other ones it's done digitally okay but it was still rotoscoped right i've not seen waking life waking life is boring uh i liked it (laughs) but it's just a series of conversations that's it about reality um whereas scanner darkly is like an actual narrative film and it works really well because it's about this drug and people on it and you watch the film and you're like i feel like i'm on fucking drugs yeah watching this goddamn movie so what i was uh the point i was making is that it seems like he started from the technique and was like okay what can i what kind of story can i tell with this so it doesn't Mm -hmm. to me anyway it doesn't feel like this He's just uh, randomly doing, well, I'll do uh, this Apollo 10 and a half movie and I'll just do it rotoscope because I want to do another one of those. It it like works with like the technique kind of fits the theme of the movie. Or yeah, the because theme, this is like the, you know, this is about a child who's being commissioned by NASA to go to space. Yep. Because they built the, 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 the moon rover too small. So yeah. adults and can't so, fit in it. Yeah. And so it seems like it's, a child's imagination it's a child's yeah. fantasy yeah of going to space and like the his reasoning for it so yeah that does work with the rotoscope for sure uh and it, it also just works because it's like yeah you're not gonna fucking spend a lot like to do an indie film that has to go to space it costs a lot so like you do yeah. it this style it actually fits really well yeah and it uh, uh, it solves a budget problem and it fits thematically so you know yeah hooray yeah, I gotta watch Scanner Darkly again. That movie is wild. Keanu Reeves is in it. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Alex Jones is in it. Yeah, uh, he is. <laughs> Woody Harrelson. Fucking Robert Downey Jr. These are all correct wild things film. you're saying. Yeah, no. Yeah. Winona Ryder. Yeah, that's a, that, that is the best use of it so far. But yeah, I'm pumped for this because, I don't know, Linkletter, it's like, he's very, he he's divisive, isn't he? Like, he I feels a like little. the type where it's, yeah. Uh, he makes very weird, very specific films. Boyhood sometimes. And then, I and remember then, Boyhood, but... And then sometimes he makes School of Rock. Like, it's just, he kind of right. just does whatever... It, I mean, it's usually on the other end of, like, more experimental or non-traditional. But, like, yeah, he just kind of does whatever. Like whatever he's got that Soderbergh vibe where he's like, yeah, I could do Ex- a Hollywood film exactly if I he felt f- like it. He, yeah, he, he feels very close to Soderbergh. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this movie yeah, looks so. uh, this movie looks kind of cute and like I mean, you know, it's it's obviously guilty of like boomer nostalgia, but like you know, that's that's his purview. That's the kind of movie he's gonna make. One of the I lines mean, in the trailer is like, there's no better. dazed and confused. Yeah, exactly. There's a line in it where the kid is like, uh, the kid narrates and he's like, there was no better time to be a kid 
Uh, it's like the adult version of the kid, uh, to to be clear. Uh, it was just growing up in like 1969 in Houston or whatever. It's like there's just a great a great time yeah. and place to be a kid. I'm like, yeah, for you. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> for a Asterix suburban white, white. kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I think he, he, I don't know, he might be aware of that when he says this stuff. But yeah, his films are very white. Well, sure. Uh, I mean, but that, you know, the board. Uh, he's a white guy. Like, what do you, he's a, it's like, yeah, this is very white boomer, but yeah, he's a white boomer. What do you want? So, yeah. you know. But the, I get that's why it's not for everybody. Yeah. Uh, and like, I don't know. I don't like all his films. Uh, I saw Boyhood once. I remember liking it, but I haven't seen it since. Cause like, I don't know. I don't feel the need to. Yeah. Um, I used to watch Days and Confused a, a whole bunch. That as was, a kid, because never... I thought te- this is what cool teenagers are like. <laughs> That's the opposite. And then it's, I grew like up and I was like, teenagers. Nope. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, Days and Confused, I've only seen a couple of times. It wasn't, it wasn't a, a big movie for me. Like I saw it once in high school and was like, yeah, I get it. And then I've watched that... it maybe two or three more times since. Right. That and Clerks was, um, I saw Days and Confused first. It was the first time I realized you could just make a movie about people hanging out. And it was like, I did not know you could do that. That's amazing, you know? Uh, And that's what was the appeal there. was like, shit, it was just like one cool night. Last day, last day of school, summer. Like, I I don't know. That's, um, it's a cool, it's a, it's a, it's great whenever someone pulls that off. Yeah. Uh, And it feels like it's harder and harder to do that. I don't know. I think it just... The, the those kind of movies were never big like clerks and days and confused launched you know two prominent careers but like the movies themselves weren't huge hits you know what i mean no but i do think yeah i i don't know i'd have to think about it but we don't like i feel like it's just not as popular now to do like know. hangout movies i don't know I maybe think i'm it, wrong i don't know i think it just i don't know i i, I I'm, I'm not sure i know they still obviously make them but yeah. I also, like, I'm an adult, so it's like, I don't want to watch a bunch of teenagers hang out. Well, unless it's about a you bunch know? of teens hanging out in 1999 or something, you know. Right, exactly, which they'll make for us. No, like, Days and Confused uh, was not made for teens in 1993. It was made for guys Richard Linklater's age. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, um, yeah, but this looks, I don't know, looks fascinating. If people don't know what we're talking about, the visual style, look up the trailer or go watch a scanner darkly. Or heavy metal. Uh, or heavy metal, <laughs> yeah, heavy sure. Metal. It's when people animate uh, a, a top live action footage. Right, and it's, I'm general. actually surprised it doesn't happen more often. Um, it's although a, now it's that I say it out loud, a, it it's doubles not a commerci- your budget. Yeah, it's not a commercially popular style either. Like, I think, it, yeah. I think it's off-putting for a lot of people. Yeah, it's a very uncanny valley Yeah, uh, on it's, purpose. It's str- yeah, it's strange. So, yeah, it, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I like Apollo it. ten and a half. It looks, uh, you know, it looks cute. It looks like it might be a pretty, pretty cute movie that I will watch it when it comes on yeah, it's, Netflix. It's some real Richard Linklater bullshit. It's, 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 uh, it's, and if you like that, like I do, then yeah, yeah. It's, 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 yeah. It's pretty classic Linklater <laughs> yeah. on his bullshit. <laughs> I think of him like Jim, uh, Jarmusch, where he's, he's yeah. like, I like Jim Jarmusch. But I perfectly understand if people are like, ah, I don't like that bullshit. See, yeah, he's, I'm, like, I'm not, yeah, I get it. I'm not that into Jarmusch. I like Soderbergh yeah. uh, and, and Linklater, all right. I mean, Linklater, I like, all right. 
Uh, but Charmouche is just a guy that I haven't been able to get into. <laughs> I liked Broken Flowers. I like, I like, uh, I liked The Dead Don't Die. I liked Coffee and Cigarettes. But like, I also don't watch all of his films because they are a lot. They're a lot. Yeah. It's like Wes Anderson, where it's like, oh Christ, I get it. I get it, man. You're so cool. I get it. Uh, but also, like, that's I all like, he ever oh. wanted you to say, Dave. Yeah, that's, that's all Wes Anderson wanted to hear from you, and he's listening. Yeah, he's listening. He is, right of now. course, he is. Yeah. Uh this next trailer is for the Outlaws. I am this is into guy... this. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it only because Christopher Walken is there. I feel like had if Christopher Walken wasn't there, I'd be less into it. But it's like a it's like a modern comedy. It's from the makers of The Office. It's Stephen uh, Merchant. Yeah, and it's a it's a group of people who are doing community service because they all got in trouble. Uh, and one of them is Christopher Walken. Yep. And honestly, that alone is enough. But they also find a bunch of money, and there's like a plot, which I don't care. I'll just watch Christopher Walken clean. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Asking if he can take home dead animals he finds. Yeah. No, it's it's a fun it's a fun trailer. Uh, it's very British. It's very Stephen Merchant. Um, yeah. I, obviously, he's he's one of the cast members as well. Uh, and it, yeah, it's that they find they're they're cleaning out old rundown buildings and they find a huge stash of money hidden in there and they're trying to figure out they're trying to decide what to do with it. You know, obviously, cops get involved, uh, crooks get involved, hijinks ensue. It looks uh, like a delightful British romp, um, and I'm gonna watch the shit out of it. And I, at first, I was like, "Well, how are they going to keep this up for so many seasons?" But it's sort of been answered, where it is a British romp. So, what three seasons at the most? Maybe, or I think it'll probably just be the one. But who knows? Yeah, they tend yeah. to they tend to do uh, them one at a time in Britain. Yeah, which is smart, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just mean one show for the whole country at a time? Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. No, one yeah, season at a time. We can only afford one. Yeah. It's like I got to the end of, of Bridgerton. I was like, man, not, well, not Bridgerton. Um, that sounds British, whatever that Bridgerton's is. Bridgerton's a different show. I was thinking of uh, shit, Broadchurch. Is it like very different. Broadchurch, oh, okay. very different show. Uh, got to the end of the first season of Broadchurch. I was like, ah, yeah. Then I started up season two. I was like, I feel like you didn't need to make this. And yeah, they initially did not plan to make a second season of, of right. Broadchurch. Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, let's, yeah. Let's, let's do the maximum amount for this. Four seasons. Yep. Of The Outlaws. Uh, yeah, this looks fun as hell. And one season uh, will inexplicably be only two episodes long. Of course. <laughs> um, speaking of TV shows, uh, Under the Banner of Heaven. Mm, this is basically <laughs> True Detective with Andrew Garfield. Yeah, which I was, I saw, I was like, ah, just make season three, uh, season True four. Detective, or season four. four. Yeah, with Andrew Garfield. But like, if this is how you got to do it, then so be it. Sometimes it's how it's got to happen. It's based on a book by John uh, Cracknauer. I f think I'm saying <laughs> his name right. He's the guy who, you know, he's the guy who wrote uh, Into the Wild and. Uh, oh, um, I. Was he the perfect storm? Anyway, he wrote. He writes a lot of nonfiction. He's a very famous nonfiction writer. Wow, he just loves stories about people dying. Yeah. So uh, Andrew Garfield's doomed. He's gonna <laughs> drown. Well, it's about murders or so die in the woods. And Andrew Garfield yeah. trying to solve small town murders. Uh, it looks again. It looks like True Detective with Andrew Garfield. Which, uh, yeah, I'm gonna watch that. Oh, 
I am so happy that we came back around to Andrew Garfield because uh, he's great. He's great. Yeah, it you felt mean, like he had a bit of a hiccup. A, maybe a little bit. I mean, we like society. Yeah, because like I, I, yeah, I, I feel like I've, I've always been rooting for him. Maybe I'm not. Maybe there's evidence of me saying he can fuck off. Uh, but yeah, this looks. I don't know. It looks. It looks. It's weird to say fun, but that's kind of how it looks. I love this fucking gritty ass true crime shit. Yeah. I lo- I, I've gone on record many times saying I love a good mystery. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I yeah, it's I I got nothing here. Like it just looks good. It it looks derivative yeah. uh, of something that I can watch a million versions of. Yeah, so true, it's, and that, to be, it's one of those. To be clear, True Detective did not invent this. It's just you know, they did uh, a great job at it. Yeah, they just did a. That's just an excellent execution of that of that idea. So True I mean, I I could have yeah. also said it's like in cold blood starring Andrew Garfield. You know, it's, right? You know, True Detective. It's it's tough because that first season, it's like, oh, I could watch nine seasons of these two characters, uh, but obviously that's not how True Detective works. Yeah, that's not, and that's also uh, kind of not the point of that story too. But yeah. Of course, but you could. They could have been the next Mulder and Scully. They were so fucking watchable. They were. Uh, yeah. And so there's a lot of layers to that. Like I watched the killing as well, but like I, I, I stopped watching the next, like the killing did three seasons. The first two was one murder. And then the third was another. And I think I dropped off because for me, I, I do love a good mystery, but if they're so serious, uh, I will get bored. Like it, it needs to have some charisma too. Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, this feels very watchable. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. So does uh, Deep Water. Uh, this yes. Sexy, this is the sexy, sexy thriller. This is the husky uh, hand job uh, <laughs> trailer. Yeah, this trailer, not as good as the last trailer. No, yeah. which was just a uncomfortable ass hand job between Ana de Armas and Ben Affleck. Yeah, um, this yeah. explains it a bit more where it really is. This is like 90s, 90s shit, because it seems like the struggle is just like this lady likes to sleep around. Can you believe it? It's a classic, <laughs> like, pretty classic premise. It's very close. Yeah. It feels very close to like a Hitchcock, you know, like a, a um, Dial M for Murder or something like that. Uh, it's based on a novel by um, Highsmith, I think is her name. It's the lady who wrote The Talented Mr. Ripley. Um, oh, which good God. Yeah, you know, even more throwback thriller Sweet. vibes. But yeah, like they're Affleck and Ana de Armas are a married couple, and she uh, just likes to fuck around like all the time right in front of I, him. And it's like part of their relationship, but you can tell it's like they're, it really is fucking with him, even though he's like acting like it's not. Uh, hey, it's, it, and it's kind yeah. of, I think that's on him personally. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, where it's like man either get out of this relationship or be into it right like right. watch from the closet and jerk off or whatever right but like if you're just if you're just like if you're not into it then you you don't drown a guy in a pool which it sure seems like is what you did seems like what happens but yeah <laughs> i bet maybe there's more to it i'm sure there is uh, i bet yeah. it's a real twisty sexy movie but it's a real talented mr ripley kind of deal yeah this i mean perfect perfect casting both of them 
Yeah. Ben Affleck, we talked about this. If he wants to be the next Michael Douglas, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, and it looks very similar to Gone Girl in terms of the kind of character mm-hmm. he's playing. Yeah. Which he worked but really like, well in that film. Right. Like, going through all of these, like, I don't know, you ever look at young actors, and I know it's not one-to-one, but you think, like, who's going to be the next X? And if Ben Affleck wants to be the next Michael Douglas, that's great. Chris sure. Pine could be the next Harrison Ford. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, he's growing that beard. He's doing that weird beard. Like, they all they all got to, you know, they got to they gotta plug in there somewhere. Yeah. Everybody's got to try uh, so, the beard out at least once. Yeah, I need more and more movies where Ben Affleck may or may not have murdered people because of his wife. Right. Because he's sitting. He's one of those dudes. You could look at him and be like, yeah, I think he killed a guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got that. He's got that energy. He's got that, that Michael Douglas energy. Killed a person energy. It's not as feral yeah. as Michael Douglas. Like Michael Douglas right. is like a murderous mongoose. Yeah, he's Just got like that Hannibal Lecter vibe. Where it's like he could like, bite yeah. your fade off. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's, he's, he feel, looks like he would come out of some ductwork like the fucking alien. Right. Uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this, yeah, this is, uh, I don't know, man. It's it's really feeling me. It's <laughs> this and that other, the Chris Chris Pine one. Yeah, uh, all the old knives is the other one. The interesting yeah. thing about Deep Water is this was a Fox movie, and this was supposed to have like a normal theatrical release. Like it's, it's a, you know, a big adult thriller that was going to be, you know, actually have theatrical release and like a big push. But Disney obviously since the acquisition is starting to bury more and more shit like this. Cause it doesn't, of course they are. Yeah. The only stuff they want to put in theaters is four quadrant blockbusters. So Mm kind of sucks that like this movie. And I think there's another, uh Marilyn Monroe movie that's also getting the similar treatment for being like too adult. Uh right. the, the there's gonna start we're gonna be seeing a lot of this where it's like stuff that grown ups would like to go see right. uh, in theaters are just gonna get buried on streaming. And that's I don't know, it's yeah. probably fine, but it's also like also... the thing the thing I don't like about it is not that like the movie like this should be a things for adults in the movies. What I don't like about it is, is like Disney is deciding to like squash these movies because it doesn't fit with their brand image, and I I don't right. like that. Yeah, this specific movie feels like it's meant to be released on a VHS tape that your dad that taped you off stole the TV. from your dad or yeah, yeah. like your brother or uh, some shit. <laughs> yeah, like that's how it needs to be released. That I but, that I that I taped off of Showtime and labeled it like yeah. 93 Little League World Series or something. <laughs> but like yes, uh, the principle of it sucks. And you know, as we're learning this week, Disney kind of needs to be stopped. Uh, you know, uh no matter how cool their Obi-Wan thing looks. Yeah. Like it, it sucks. Even I'm guilty of this where it's like this week, it's like people like, wow, Disney's really evil. And then people like, ooh, look at this Disney thing that's coming out. Yep. And it's like, yeah, we're going to have to choose at some point. Yeah, Disney's fucking because, trash. Yeah. And what are, what are, what are, what are they like? They're sitting there. They're like, what are you going to do about it? And it's like, nothing. I guess we're going to do nothing. We can't because uh, you're the biggest conglomerate in history. And we all just allowed it to happen because we like right. Aladdin. Like, we yeah, really, we really like, like to sing along to the Lion King. So we just let you guys become the most powerful 
entity that has ever existed. And now guess what? Maybe you're not great. Maybe you're not great. And what do we do about that? I feel like if I speak out too much, Disney's going to evict me. You know, it's just like, like Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, maybe the, the, maybe like, and it's it, the, the thing is, it's not our problem. It shouldn't be our problem. That's the whole thing. No, we have like, no, we, sh- we have antitrust laws for this sort of thing. Right. We just don't enforce them. Right. And maybe companies shouldn't be donating to politicians in general. You know, maybe yeah, there's a maybe lot that of should things be we should be anyway. doing. <laughs> yeah. This isn't some more news, uh, Dave. I know. I know. Uh, well then let's t- talk about cheaper by the dozen, a Disney Yep. release which is yeah equally as bad as all the other stuff they've been doing um this is a remake of cheaper by the dozen so their last name is baker yeah there are baker's dozen that's i yeah. man that's, that's always been the thing yeah and the plot is just that there's a lot of kids the, I mean, is that yeah, it? yes that's that's all it ever was like this is not this is a the second Got remake it. to be clear like the the what was the the most recent one was the Dennis Quaid was that who was in it I don't know this feels like it gets more this is weird like it, it's weird that when was the first one made like the 60s right and so I, I what's interesting to me is that like I don't know my mom came from like a Roman Catholic family with nine siblings yeah and Pe- so like people it feels just like fucked a lot and didn't do birth control Right. It, this actually feels more weird today than when it was first made. When it was first made, I feel like people were like, what's the problem? Okay. It's, it was yeah, it's 1950 based on yeah. an autobiographical book written and published in 1948. Right. This is just like what families were then. Now it's like, oh, wild. There's 10 of them. And it's like, yeah, that is kind of fucked up. Especially, you know, because they're all, you know, global catastrophe. These, these kids uh, are okay. I'm sorry. Cheaper by the Dozen was Steve Martin. Uh, okay. the Dennis Quaid one was him and Rene Russo. And I forget what the yours, mine and ours, I think is what it was called. Okay. They're anyway, all bad. They're all, it's all, they're all just the yeah. same premises. Like we fucked a lot. Yeah. Look at <laughs> like, this family. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, look that's at how, like father, father of the how bride is another one. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, this is just, you're just describing basic I mean, that's that, it's, again, it's like, fine. I don't know. We just got done talking about how like movies that are just about people hanging out. So it's like just about a family existing. That can be a perfectly fine film. Um, oh, yeah. And also it's it's I who am I like? It's the same idea of like I love sexy thrillers and they're a dime a dozen. These are also a dime a dozen. Yeah. Goofy uh, family cheaper movies. by the dozen. Yeah. And it's like if you're into that, if you're some pervert who's into this genre, then more power to you, I guess. It doesn't look terrible. It's uh, it's Zach Braff and Gabrielle Union, um, and their yeah. enormous brood of children. Uh, there's a couple of jokes in the trailer. I was like, that's fine. That's all right. I didn't, you know, it's I a, didn't it's mind a, the kid being like, "I'm okay with the bloody nose." That yeah, fun. yeah, very, very clearly not okay. <laughs> yeah, um, and also yeah. like, I think I feel like this is where Zach Braff belongs. I know that's like it feels mean spirited, but like. I don't know. It's well, it's a, the same with like when Drew Carey became a a host of Price is Right. I was like, good for him. That fits. And it, it's not a you know I like I kill I'd kill to be the host of a game show with a regular paycheck. Yeah. It's it's that where it's like, oh yeah, this is sort of your vibe, man. Keep doing stuff like this. Yeah, Zach Braff was always a TV star. Like he's never really managed to to break no, into films. He, he, he did the one, and it you know embarrassing stuff 
Yeah, after Ale- the fact. Alex Inc. You're talking about, right? But yeah, yeah, that's the his, one. His twenty, his twenty sixteen show where he starts his own podcast network. Uh, but yeah, it's like it's like yeah, this is uh, you know, is this a show? Is this a no, movie? No, this is, this a, is movie. a movie. This is a movie. Jesus Christ! Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a it looks like a perfectly fine family comedy, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not hurting anybody. It looks like a Disney movie. So, yeah. <laughs> like, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um uh uh next trailer then. Yeah. Right? You know any hot takes on Cheaper by the Door? Nah, yeah, nah. Minx this. Minx. I am all in this for Minx. This looks fucking great. Yeah. This is a, a lady wants to make a feminist magazine, yeah. and the only person who wants to give her money is like basically like a, a like a Larry Flint type. Yeah. Um, and he's like, make a nudie mag for women, make uh you know beefcakes, and and plant in all your feminist stuff in there, and it, uh, like I love I love this relationship where the guy is just like, yeah yeah I'm into it, feminism that's great. Let's show some. Let's show some fat hogs in here too. Yeah, and that's what it's about. <laughs> it looks great. And then there's like controversy around it. Is this a series? Yes, feels like a series. This is a series. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's not based on anything real, right? Minx isn't a real magazine. That no, I, know I mean, of. I think there's similar stories around uh women's but no this is not directly based on a true story as far as i know like i don't think minx there was a minx magazine but it's not related to this and it it, it, it right. launched in the 90s and this takes place in the 70s so it's not the same oh, story okay. yeah this looks like a lot of fun it looks like it's like a combination of like what feels like a very like meaningful human story right um like a very grounded story combined with very cartoony moments of women going oh my goodness you know right uh, and a, like and an ex- reacting to a bunch of fat hogs and an extremely uh cartoonish character in the uh porno uh publisher who's played by uh delightfully by jake johnson yes incredible yeah jake incredible johnson casting. is doing a great job yeah yeah the uh yeah, it's the, very the, the main actress is Ophelia Lovabond, who I didn't recognize, but she's apparently in um Guardians of the Galaxy and uh Autopsy of Jane Doe. Wow. Yeah. Well, who was she there's only like two uh female roles in Autopsy of Jane Doe. I and think one of them I, is just dead and naked, so I she's not Jane Doe. I believe she's uh, the girlfriend. I think she's Emil Hirsch's girlfriend. Okay. I think. Um, yeah. This is a uh, Yeah, this this just looks I I hope I have time to watch this cuz this just looks legit fun. Yeah. It, it also looks good. it looks like they're yeah, it looks like they're treating the characters like real people, but they're not like I don't I also feel like this is not the porn industry, you know? Like they have this beautiful distance where it's like it's uh in the 60s or 70s and it's an industry that most people aren't used to, so we're going to just go full on boogie nights about this shit and make it this caricature mm-hmm. that is still delightful to watch because it's, you know, I don't know. They're making the porn, the pornographers, the heroes, which is always fun. And yeah, it, it, it uh, I don't know. I'm excited to see where this is going to go. Yeah. It's, it's a, a fun ass premise. Yeah. It looks the the trailer's delightful. Check it out. It's called minx. It's going to be on HBO max. Minx. And, uh, I think next, 
week actually is when it premieres yeah. so if you like some real adult bullshit i mean you're watching hbo max and it's filled with that and this is yeah. one more no one more babies thing. allowed on hbo max nope, this is not cheaper by the dozen that's for that's for darn sure uh uh, meanwhile, over on Apple TV, they continue to do some weird ass shit with uh, Pachinko. Yeah, this is uh, th- I mean, this looks fucking gorgeous. Not entirely sure what it's about. Uh, it's like generational. Yeah, right? it's like this is a Korean series uh, that Apple TV is is has picked up to distribute uh, in America, um, and probably some other places as well. Uh, it looks like it's one family told from the point of view of the matriarch and it's like starts with her yeah. as a young woman and then moves through her whole uh, several decades of her life um beginning in korea and it looks like she ends up in america or uh maybe i don't know it, it, there's clearly there seems to be like a, a plot element of her getting out of her village and like there's right. a a theme about like uh, what if i had made different choices how would my life have turned out um and it's called pachinko which is a gambling machine um so uh, sure you know, there's like a, a gamble you know like a throw the dice uh i guess element to it um again yeah again not entirely sure what the what the story is about because the trailer's a little bit vague but it is it, like it looks incredible like the the uh the shots oh, yeah. and the composition and everything just looks gorgeous like you said it looks really, it looks really intense, like in, in not in a, like in an emotional way. Yes. Like it looks like a, okay, here we go. Like if you're at a party, Hulu is like, Hulu's doing the keg stand, right? Uh, Disney is like, I don't know, like the, the, the more naive type, I assume. Uh, HBO Max is like a good one night stand. Uh, and Apple TV is like someone you'd have like a really intense five-year relationship with and they'd poison you. Does that make sense? Does that check out that analogy? No, but I uh, will let it stand. Okay. Apple TV is just, Apple TV is just really intense. Like their decisions, their choices. I've still haven't watched Apple TV or gotten it. It just seems like they're like, we're going to go with some fucking weird shit. There's some good stuff on Apple TV. I won't lie. Good, good stuff, but like really intense uh, and, and I, you know, I really need to, I really need to start, uh, watching it. This is like, yeah, this is like a fucking, I, I get it. I bet it's really good, but it's like, holy shit. When am I going to be able to sit down and watch fucking Pachinko and learn about this fucking story of generations of, of people and their struggles. And it's like, yeah, my, oh Christ, it's just, uh... is this a movie? <laughs> it's not right it's a series no it's a it's a series so we have like 10 episodes where just um yeah for this this extreme emotional journey to be unloaded upon us it's not even for the record it's not even like war necessarily or tragedy it's just like the weight of life i was about to say it looks like like it's gonna be a lot of regret (laughs) involved yeah it's like Six Feet Under was a show where it was like, after finishing that, I was like, man, I'm never going to watch a show like this again. That was too much. That's just like, and it was just a family, you know, it was just like the struggles of a family. And this feels similar where it's like, it doesn't feel like a a lot necessarily happens. Uh, There's no big epic uh, stakes here. It's just 
looks really fucking emotional. Yeah. It looks good, great. though. Yeah, it looks real yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, and so we did a sandwich here. We began with the Star War. Mm-hmm. And now for the end, we have the Star Trek. Strange New Worlds. Yeah. Uh, they dropped this the same day as Obi-Wan. And it was like, what are you thinking, guys? Oh, man. Uh, you know, they're trying. I. They will not go past Voyager. This no. is yet another... That they, isn't this what Discovery is? This is a like this like, is a spinoff of Discovery, technically. Holy shit! Because these actors, as these characters, uh, it's about Christopher Pike, um, his number one, and uh, Spock, uh, who was right, on then, Pike's ship. Um, yeah, they they had when the he went off to make uh, novels, right? For yeah, teens. yeah, he he went off to go write teen horror novels. Uh, no. Um, they he give Pike was the captain of the Enterprise right before Kirk. Um, yeah, he which means this this series can only end with him getting fucked up horribly uh, to the point where he loses the power of speech and has to drive around in a cube that beeps once for yes and twice yes. for no. Um, but that's that's it, what lies because, in his future. Because it feels like they did this. J.J. Abrams fucked up the timeline, right? Very purposefully, he was like, this is a different alternate world, so we can do whatever we want. And so now it's like, not only do I not care about this prequel shit and what they've been doing, I thought Discovery was that. It was like, oh, it's before Kirk. Uh, and then this is like, oh, it's before Kirk. Because, yeah, like you said, it's a spinoff. And it feels like we're never going to actually get anywhere with this shit. Uh, it feels like they're just going to do this for seven seasons uh, and it's not going to make any sense in that timeline anymore because it doesn't matter because it's, oh, it's its own fucking thing, I guess. We're still in the Abrams universe with these and that alone just drives me fucking nuts. So we can't be with this one. In the Abrams universe? Yeah. Right, because Pike is in that, isn't mm -hmm. he? But it is still the goddamn Abrams universe. Still, I I think they're starting to lose the thread, like because they Abrams set that new tone, and then the Discovery I believe is that same world, uh, and then this is a spinoff of that, um, or at least they're keeping the same aesthetic and tone. I think it's the aesthetic and tone. I don't think it's literally in the Kelvin timeline, which is what it's called. Okay, okay, um, that's a little better. Yeah, I, w I will say, but it's not. I don't think it's in the original series timeline either. I don't know. They they play they heavily feature the original series music. A lot of the similar visuals to the way the original series looked. Um, I right. So what this trailer is trying to tell me, uh, an original series fan, is that this is gonna this show is going to be more like that. Um, yeah, but and if that's the case, then that's the that's the star trek that i've been wanting to watch you know since that sure. the the original like tng stuff went off the air like i just want another star trek show not whatever this uh action movie in space bullshit has been for the past 20 years right but i just i don't think they're actually going to do it no they probably because... won't that's what this trailer is is purporting to be is it there's no action in it if you noticed um yes it's all just like looking at like looking at new planets, like you know, strange new worlds, and layering in that fucking original series theme, and like being its Pike. Um, so if it does that, it'll 
I, I might watch it. It, it. It'll win some stuff with me, but like, there's still that, I like what you're saying about how they won't move past the Voyager. Like everything's either a prequel or like a new version of like the pre-existing series or a continuation of the pre-existing series. They don't want to move ahead in the timeline with like a new cast. Like I think they're not understanding what people like about liked about Star Trek, or at least what the original fan base that made Star Trek even a thing liked about Star Trek. Yeah. So I str- I got through maybe three episodes of Picard, and I, I think I've given up completely because that very much showed a, a fundamental misunderstanding, which is, if you remember the Picard trailers, that also didn't show action, I believe. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So yeah. The, the early and, ones didn't, for sure. Yeah, and what and basically the Picard show is like, ooh, look at this, it's the prop. You see, that's the prop from TNG. Yeah. Oh, that they mention the character. Oh, they do all the same names and the stuff, but the tone is completely wrong. Uh and it's and they've like fucked it all up because they don't actually care. They think that it's it's this profound lack of respect for the fans where they treat us like children. Where they're like, "Ooh, we said, oh, we said the character before." Remember before we just said it. It's stuff like that where they like dangle this stuff like they're shiny objects. So when I hear the theme in this, it just feels like they're like, you love the theme, don't you? But they, it's it, it's also the same problem as Star Wars, where Star Wars is like obsessed with Skywalker. Yeah. And will not deviate. And the weird thing is that Star Trek was never that. It no. was always, here's a new story. Here's a new story. And then somewhere and then somewhere down the line, it got passed off. And they're like, oh, you you know what Star Trek fans like? The same characters Abrams, over and over again. The Abrams movie is when that happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so they like won't leave this the like Yeah. And and it's like you've you've this was never what Star Trek fans liked. Uh it's driving me fucking nuts. There needs to be a fucking coup over at Paramount with this shit. Like someone needs to usher out whoever's doing this. Uh, because I just I have very little faith in this. The trailer does look good, mm-hmm. and but I just yeah, I've lost all my faith. Yeah, and it, personally, in fairness, I've heard that Discovery has gotten better since what you and I watched of it, and also That's Discovery, good. you know, with the exception of like I think Spock shows up in it, um, and the the actor who plays Spock in Discovery is the one who will be playing Spock in this new series, Strange for New Worlds. But apart from that, I think it's like lo- entirely a completely new cast of characters, a new ship, etc. So you know, at least it's doing that. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll turn on season two of Discovery. Yeah, even if I'm a little lost, like uh, maybe I'll try to see if the second season shapes up to be an actual Star Trek story. Because yeah, theoretically. It doesn't matter when it's taking place, right? Right, yeah. Uh, that said, I just think it's a better chance of progression and success if it takes place later. Right, because uh, having it take place in the past is still born of that same like fear that comes from franchise thinking, where it's like if it's too unfamiliar to fans, they won't like it. Right, and and so it just it seems like it's always a bad sign. Mm-hmm. The card technically takes place later than Voyager. Unfortunately, that show just seems to have no idea what people want. Uh, like my parents, who are love Star Trek, they'll eat up any all the all the shit that Star Trek will fucking drop. Even they're like, we can't get through Picard. 
They, yeah, they, it's just, it's not. Yeah, we're, and like in it, this, I was just gonna say we're at a period where there's like so much Star Trek right now. There's like four different shows. Uh, right, man, we sh- we we. Sh- they seem to be. Yeah, it's like the same with Star Wars though, where they're like, "There's all the Star Wars," and it's like, "Yeah, but none of it's good, uh, except for the one show you did." I've heard the like, two. I've heard weird. the two animated Star Trek shows are good. Like the oh, that's good. the comedy one, Lower Decks, and then there's one for like, uh, for like younger, uh, Star Trek yeah, fans. Yeah, that one looked. That one actually looked good. Yeah, I think <laughs> um, the, I've I've heard the animated ones are are pretty okay. Um, I should watch those. Yeah. I like I I'm, like, I'm yeah. just, like lower decks is I'm still a little salty about just because like oh well, we did this it cracked yeah <laughs> I'm like, a little bruised by that too oh well I mean whatever that's not like a groundbreaking idea <laughs> it's just no, ah, we but did they this could 10 years hire ago. the people who did it already <laughs> yeah um yeah Picard uh, this new season I hate it's like it's again they're dangling the shiny object I think I think I might. I was trying to watch the first season to get to the second, but I'm realizing the Q stuff, the Guinan stuff, that's them doing exactly the same bullshit. Yeah. They're just ramping it up, right? Yeah. Because they're like, we know what you love. You know, we, we looked at analytics and Q is trending a lot. So, I mean, if uh, they we, could clearly, come up with that's a, what people want Q. If they could come up with a story to tell about Picard that made sense as a yeah. Star Trek story, that I would, that's fine. Right. Um, An original story, maybe one without so much goddamn there's like so many the first episode has like fight scenes in it that's more action than anything the next generation ever did and it's yeah. like yeah this is this is the picard did i you, love did you guys watch any of the hundreds of episodes of of various star trek series that existed right. before like what the fuck is this <laughs> anyway it seriously felt it feels like they went through the wikipedias and they found the keywords the character names and stuff and then they just saturated it with that and so like yeah i just i have very little faith in season two of picard i have bad no faith in star trek across the board at this point it's been soured uh and you know maybe i'm just bitter and old but i don't know i think we need new people in charge i think abrams and uh uh, what's this kurtzman i can't remember who the producer is who's in charge of it just get get them away from it give it to new people give it to new people yeah who have a different who have a different vision for star trek that's not just star wars right that's not just star wars for the love of god no uh anyway strange strange new worlds maybe it's good i don't know we'll see (laughs) yeah i mean i do like i do like the premise strange new worlds i like that um if they pull it off, then good. Yeah, but the I'm going to need someone to tell me. The trailer was certainly enough to uh, to uh, dare me to be like, oh, maybe. <laughs> so yeah. we'll see. I'm going to need a, someone I trust to tell me it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Go on. Go on. Watch it. And I'll I'll meekly walk in mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll hide behind something, yeah, but I'll I watch. I need somebody to very gently hold the show out in their open palm uh, exactly. and, le- and let me come to it in my own time. Exactly. Come to my own time. Don't make any sudden moves. Yeah. Oh yeah, don't make yeah. sudden moves. No really loud do. noises, which honestly, yeah. in a Star Trek show, shouldn't be a problem. Uh, right. <laughs> we love we love a good we love a good people quietly talking. Yep. Look, no, I never said Star Trek wasn't lame. <laughs> it's <laughs> that's part of the problem. That's part of the thing is like, ultimately, and I think this is the same for Star Wars too. 
it's not for everybody. Star Trek was never meant to be for everybody. And mm-hmm. the moment things went wrong is when they try to do the four quadrant. We're going to, we're going to make a billion dollars. And it's like, Star Trek isn't made. <laughs> That's not the property to make for that. Man. No. <laughs> yeah. It's like trying to make Tron yeah. a billion dollar franchise. Yeah. It's like, no, no, sorry. This franchise is for nerds who read short story collections of science fiction work. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what Star Trek was made for. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway. All right, well, uh, news stories. But first, we got some more patrons to oh, thank. Yeah. Uh, big, big shout out. Thank you to the following. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Mm. Thank you. Thank you to definitely not Guillermo del Toro. Sure. Mm, we're on to you. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. Sure do. Uh, thank you to Bob Grenville. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Steven. Oh, yeah. Thank you to Hod Toomey, the confused cyborg. Beep boop. Thank you to Asking7. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Happy Ed 209 uh, Thank you. So happy for him. All right, let me jump in here. Yeah. Thank you to Tiger George Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank, thank you, you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank you to Manish Evans Maltov says, economic solidarity is the path to paradise, comrades. Oh, thank you. Thank you to E.T., the extravagant terrestrial. Thank you thank to Cody you. Johnston's time machine noise. Mm. Thank you to Pete Vorpagel. Thank you to Glitterous, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Thank you. Thank you to pre-order Jason Pargin's new book. Pre-orders are super important. Thank you. Boy, they are. Yeah. Got a little bit of news here. I feel like I wasn't paying attention. Maybe there's something I missed. Because this one is just about, you know, Florence Pugha Pug. uh, joining to. Pew, Dave. I know, I know, I know. I'm Pugger. having fun. I'm having joining Dune too, and like, all I want to say about this is, uh, I want her to be a superstar. I yeah. I mean, I, she's she was on uh, her way. Yeah, she was fucking. Um, she was in Black Widow, right? I'm thinking of the right person. Yes. She was great. She was like my favorite part of that movie. Yeah, she's got. Uh, she's already has an Oscar nom for Little Women. Like she's. I think she's on her way, Dave. I think she's gonna be. Okay, I think good. she's gonna be a okay. Okay, just checking. Any thoughts about Dune Two? Yeah, she's apparently gonna play the princess. Which is which one is the princess? Was that Virginia Madsen in the original movie, or is it the uh, I don't know the baby that Sean Young gives birth to and then gets like ages super fast? Or no, wait, that's not Sean Young just give birth that baby. It's the mom, right? Because it's uh, it's it's Paul's Paul Trady's sister, I think. I can't remember which character this is. Anyway, she's gonna play Princess Irulan in uh, Dune Two, probably. I hope they give her. I, I hope they give her a lot of jokes. Yeah, give her a lot of like wacky asides. Also, today yeah. there was just an announcement that they're looking at Austin Butler, who is playing Elvis in the Baz Luhrmann Elvis movie. Is pro- they're looking at him to play the sting role, Fade Rithua. Ooh, okay. I think that's how you say okay. his name. Okay. They should just get Sting again, but sure. Yeah. That's good too. DH Sting? No, just Sting. Yeah, just Sting. <laughs> just put Sting in there. Fuck it. Fucking 70 year old Sting. That'll be exciting. Um, yeah, excited for Dune 2. Yeah, I liked Dune. Thought it was good. I did too. We, we did a review of it. I will say, thing. like, never going to blame anybody for not liking Dune. It is. No. It is, again. I would say, too. Everybody's so fucking serious in it. Well, yeah, uh, but I, I enjoy it. Again, like Star Trek, some things are not for everyone. Some things yeah. aren't meant to be a billion-dollar movie franchise. And um, I mean, right. this version of Dune was still 
propped up like they still spent money on it like it was going to be that but it yeah. wasn't made like that <laughs> so, so i i feel this is as accessible as Dune gets, yeah. which I feel like was something that people said multiple times on set of just like, look, listen no. to like producers who are like sitting there with their heads in their hands. Like, can you can he have it? Can you say a joke? Or it's like, look, man, it's Dune. I don't know what to tell you. There won't... You paid money for this. You're going to get Dune. We will allow Jason Momoa to smile, but he will yeah. tell no jokes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Speaking of very dark, gritty things, uh, HBO is apparently making a Penguin series oh, yeah. based kn- off the uh, the Batman. Yeah. I think we knew about this, this a few weeks ago. It's just... Oh, really? I think it's... I, I don't, I'm not sure what new thing has developed, uh, but I guess maybe it's like official now or something. Yeah. this My reaction was a combination of one part of my brain going, fuck yeah, and the other part of my brain going, all right, settle down. Because it's like, I, I see it. I get it. It's Colin Farrell. We all love Colin Farrell. I'm glad he's getting stuff to do. Um, and this shit's more accessible now for actors where it's like, it's only eight episodes. Yeah. You know, like Colin Farrell doesn't have to give his life to this. Right. And also TV doesn't um, have the same stink as it used to. Like, you know, that exactly. used, it used to be if you were a movie star and then you started doing TV, it's because you failed. Well, it's not even that. It's just the format of TV, for better or for worse. Because honestly, there's some shows where I'm like, I hate that this is only eight episodes. Like, I will, like, can't this just be like a 20 episode thing? But other stuff like this, it's just more accessible where it's like, this isn't something we'd want for 20 episodes. This isn't like the adventures of Penguin. This is like got to be like a self-contained story, probably. Probably. Uh, that I'm I'm just willing to let into my heart. Um it's one of, it's one of those things where like they can do both but in my mind i'm like get cracking on batman 2 first like this is great this is great penguin series it's great it's sort of like my same reaction i had the similar one with peacemaker where and w- which i really enjoyed that show mm-hmm. but my first reaction was like no come on suicide squad 2 like what are you doing like and again it's not like they can't do both Right. Uh, yeah. And Peacemaker very pointedly was something James Gunn created while he was trapped inside during lockdown. Right. And it ended up being a lot of fun. Yeah. Which I'm sure this will be a lot of fun too. Yeah. It's there... definitely. Oh, go on. Oh, I was going to say this is one of two The Batman show spinoffs there that are in development. Uh, I don't. The other one was going to be one that was focused on Gordon, but has since been changed to it's going to be focused on Arkham Asylum. Now, there's no uh, that one's not officially happening yet. It's it's just in development. As I said with the Batman, when we talked about that, I would love a movie just from Gordon's point of view. I know, yeah. Oh, that's a shame. I think and maybe it still will be like maybe he will still be a prominent character in it, but it's just the yeah. the, the focus has uh, shifted to something else. Here's a question, I guess, and I I I I feel like I already know my opinion on this as I'm asking this, is that this is clearly a new thing, right? Is that it used to be if a movie did really well, you'd make a bunch of sequels, uh, direct to DVD sometimes, sometimes not. Uh, now the it's clear that everybody, every studio has their own streaming service, mm-hmm. and every single one they make something and they go and we'll spin it off to a series, and it's just how it is. And I I do think sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's really bad. Marvel, I would argue, is not doing good because their spinoffs feel like 
they're doing it because they know they have to do it, not they feel, because they have a good story. And yeah, for the most part, they feel unnecessary. Like it's not, and that not meaning like it just. Uh, I, I I don't know why I tried to qualify that. I mean, literally, what I said. I, I they feel unnecessary. Like it doesn't feel like um, we the we needed to to see these stories. Feels like they started with well, we better make a series. And then they said, okay, so what's it going to be about? Correct. And the question for me with this is, which is it? Um, you know, do they have a good idea or did they just see that Colin Farrell did a great job and they were like, give him a series? Well, these what's were it going to be about? I bo- don't know. Both of these were pitched. The, the spinoffs uh, were, were announced as being in development bef- well before the movie came out. So that's cool. Hopefully it's a situation kind of like Peacemaker where it was like Matt Reeves uh, and his uh, the his co-writer uh, who I apologize. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, we're done with the movie and we're like, there's a, there's some other stories that I'd like to tell. Like, I'd really like to get more into the penguin. And obviously the movie's already three hours long, so we can't do that. Maybe we could explore that this way. It's like, man, I'd really like to get into like Gordon and like. Arkham and how that works in this world, but they we won't be able to do a whole movie about that. It'll just have to be folded into a plot, a subplot in a movie. So maybe we could spin right. that out into a show. Like that's kind of how like Peacemaker was made, where it was like, well, I want to yeah. tell like this this character uh, interests me for whatever reason. Um, I want to kind of tell a, I want to follow him. I want to tell a story about him that probably wouldn't get made into right. a movie. So hopefully and, it's that, but maybe yeah. it was like a less you know a less like art you know artistic artistically like uh, uh i don't know uh viable option guess. might have yeah. been hbo was like can you come up with some spinoffs we can that we can boost our new streaming network with and maybe he was like yeah i got a couple ideas but either way either I, either I those honestly think yeah go ahead Oh, I think it's both. I think when you make a deal with HBO, they're like, hey, and if, uh, you know, we got a streaming service, like, you know, like, I feel like it's that where they're like, it's sort of like, yeah, if you uh, happen to think of anything, you know, come to us with that too. I, like, they, you know, yeah. they, they see that as an opportunity. And like what you're saying, it's like, I also want him to tell those stories yeah. because I really liked the Batman. Yeah. Uh, and so... Right now, it's like, yeah, man, and those, I am open. Honestly, those both seem like interesting stories that I would watch. And, and the difference, I think, at least one big difference in this situation with uh, uh, James Gunn and Peacemaker and Matt Reeves and these spinoffs is they're, they're beginning with the creator. You know what I mean? Like they're beginning from a filmmaker's point of view. Like HBO oh, yeah, may, may well have caught, you know, even if HBO just came to Matt Reeves and was like, can you make us some show? Can you spin some of these off into a show that we can uh, use to help our subscribers on HBO Max? Like, yeah, I could come up with something. Like at least the idea is coming from him. Whereas Disney is began with the corporation. <laughs> like we need to come up with some shows. And then they just started plugging uh, the the creative people into it. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. Right at this point, I I would have liked a world where something other than superhero films take over. But at this point, if DC uh, manages to get back on top here with the Batman and start like making some meaningful shit that starts 
eclipsing Marvel. Uh, that's I would enjoy that because I was so sick of Marvel versus the Snyderverse. That was such a dark fucking time to be in. Right. Well, it's also a, like, like, and and now they they came out recently, and you know I've seen a lot of cynical responses for a good reason. Where WB said we're going to start making artist driven things. Yeah. And that was like a breath of the freshest air to hear a company say. And the only reason they're doing it, obviously, is because this because and the Joker did so well. Because they've had that there the are most like, success. Uh, you know, yeah. Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad maybe wasn't yeah. as big a commercial success, but it was certainly a critical one. And people liked it. Like all of the, and Shazam, right. like all of the stuff that wasn't made to be like a monolith or a brand is the stuff that's been successful for them. Right. And who yeah. would have thought that if you don't suffocate artists yeah. with studio demands and let them just do their own thing, then you get good stuff. I think it worked for Marvel because Marvel had a good vision and they had a singular vision and for better or worse, they were able to sort of direct everybody, you know, to do that with DC. It was like, we have the Snyderverse and it's like, guess what? Not great. It's not uh, great. It's very. Yeah. It's it's that should not. He's not your guy. Like right. he's, he's not he's your guy. Not he's your guy. he's, he's uh, not your John Favreau. It's he's not your yeah. His his uh, tone his tone is very juvenile, and it's just I don't know. Right. Anyway, he's just not your guy. Uh, and the, and the, yeah. obviously, the problem with why Marvel is is fatiguing you and I at least uh, is that it all it's all the same. And like, right, because, so like Disney, I mean, DC is edging ahead right now because it's giving us shit that's not the same. You know, right. Marvel put all their eggs in one basket and that basket yeah. was great yeah. for a while. It's a great, it's a, that's a I, I, trillion dollar basket. <laughs> yeah. And I honestly, I, I've paid attention to like the Marvel subreddit and like the fans also feel it. They do. They still love it, yeah. you know, but they're, they, they're aware that it's like, this is, you know, we kind of told the biggest story and now it's kind of waning because this is this is the world. And it's like, yeah, if Marvel really wanted to mix things up that like it's the same of everything else. It's like that's why they kept rebooting Batman, because it's like that. You got to keep it fresh. Mm -hmm. You got to keep it fresh. You got to tell stories that end. You got to you got to not just stick to the same extremely sanitized tone like it's fun for a while, but times change people change and so like yeah watching the batman it was like god damn like yeah it's nice to see art again mixed with superhero stuff yeah uh such strong art such a strong perspective and it's like yeah i i love that the lesson they learned from this isn't okay now we're gonna do this version of batman until it goes old the lesson they learned was okay we're gonna keep doing fresh things Right, it's and not trusting artists. Right, that's such a good lesson to take from it. If they actually learn the lesson, if they do, because it. of course, yeah, right, because like obviously the lesson is not, you know, Aquaman was their first billion dollar movie, I think, um, right. or it's been their biggest success so far. But their response wasn't let's give James Wan the DC universe, and their response is not let's give Matt, let's put Matt Reeves in charge of the DC universe, let's put James Gunn in charge of the DC universe. It's like no, let's just get more of those kinds of people it's the lesson that you know star trek and star wars fail to learn which is like oh look the jj uh, abrams made a good star trek well let's make everything like that and it's like nope that's the wrong lesson The it was good because it was fresh not because it was this specific thing uh and it, it's it yeah 
it's just nice to see a company say it out loud and hope i hope that they actually know what that means so yeah all right let's move on all right well we have more of the patrons to thank a big thank you to the midnight patron with patrons at midnight thank you to exploding runes thank you to andrew the proud satanist how Mm. thank you to vincent the vampire thank you to rev md thank you to lauren gucci Mm. thank you to bootler boodleson Mm -hmm. thank you to tucks thank you to ricky cilantro thank you to norm from cheers and thank you to thank you to space mcnulty thank you so much let me swoop in here like the spirit of vengeance that's Ghost Rider. Um, thanks to your yeah, mom. <laughs> thanks, thanks to Nolan Maiden. Thanks. thanks to Andrew Follow Marina on Twitch and Patreon at Heartfist Bray McGuire. Thank, Thank you. you to AJ. AJ. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Ooh, Thank you yeah. to Burrito Mouth. Thank, Thank you. you to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank, Thank you. you to Aaron Burser. Thank, Thank you to you. Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Oh. Thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's Confusingly Large Dick Chill. Oh. Thank you to Funky J. Funky J. And thank you to Pie Guy. Pie Guy. Dave. Dave. What? Dave. Are you gonna wait? Are you? Do you want to ask me something? I, I want you to. I want you to do something for me. I want you to take the shit. All right. Okay. Take the shit. I, I have it. I have it in my hands. All right. Yep. I want you to slam the shit onto the table. Okay. Okay. And then Slamming I want you to. It? And then I just want you to take out a knife. Find it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how sharp it is. It just needs to sharp. Be sharp enough to cut shit. Okay. All right. Can I use just my other hand? Yeah, you can do that. And I, what I want you to do, Dave, is I want you to cut the shit. Okay, cutting it. I cutting want you to the shit? cut the shit and cutting tell shit? me if you have a movie that deserves more hype. Yeah. Ooh, oh, shit. I do. I do. I do. I do. Oh, Kalu Kale. Uh, you know what's funny about this is the trailer um, got way less views earlier. So I think someone else out there also wants people to know about this. Right. This, I think you got a little buzz. Like the views have gone up on this trailer since <laughs> you yeah. added it to the doc. Yeah. This is um, a trailer called All, or a movie called All My Friends Hate Me. Yes. The trailer, uh, in my opinion, isn't very good. Um, and I, I just mean like the music and shit. It's very like, okay, so, settle down. Um, but the premise is glorious. Um, it's, it's, this is coming out March 26th, mm-hmm. 25th. Um, it's getting really good reviews. Uh, it's, um, shit. What is, uh, not that it really matters. I want to see what it's current. Rot Tomatoes is at, uh, doesn't matter. Can't load it. 92%. Damn. Um, it's about a guy going to like a reunion at a, at a mansion um, it's a birthday. It's his birthday. Yeah, and it's all his friends from college, and it's they. It's being described as like borderline horror because the idea is he she shows up and everybody seems off. Everybody seems like they have some sort of inside joke against him, and everybody's like every comment is slightly snarky, and it keeps ramping to the point of horror, to the point of like this surreal mo like paranoia where he thinks he's part of some elaborate joke or i'm assuming like his friends are planning to kill him and hence it's called oh my all my friends hate me and it's basically just a movie about the social anxiety yeah that i think we've all felt like you know when you don't get a text back and you're like they hate me oh they all this, hate me. this is i operate under this constantly this yeah. is i firmly yeah, believe I, that everyone hates me <laughs> 
Yeah. So I do this too. Yeah. And it, it, it's, this is a film basically about that, that feeling where our brain tries to sabotage us yeah. and tell us everybody hates us. But it's like, a, it's like the movie version where you have to watch and wonder if his friends hate him or not. Right. And that's it's, the movie. We're, we're not sh- like judging by the trailer, at least it's going to be, it's, it's told from his point of view. So we're like, not sure. Like how is, is, right. is, is he really seeing this or is he just seeing something and then reading into it so much that it looks like this in his mind? <laughs> like, right. It reminds me, it kind of reminds me of, um, she dies tomorrow where it's like a very simple idea, mm-hmm. which is that feeling of like dread. I'm going to die. Yep. And then it makes it infectious. This is the same where it's like taking the idea. Oh God, my friends hate, all hate me and making an entire movie just about that feeling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned she dies tomorrow, but yeah, that's very, yeah. She dies tomorrow obviously is, is told more straight. Like it's told like a thriller. Yes, for There's, sure. This is uh, a comedy. This is like yeah. a comedy, but yeah, very similar. Uh, like they're kindred spirits almost, where it's just taking right. this idea of a certain type of anxiety that people experience and spinning that out. So, what if this was literal, and what would that look like? Right. And yeah, it's definitely a comedy, and it's probably very, very, very hard to watch. Yeah. I'm. I'm imagining it's going to be very cringy, uh, like season one, The Office. Where it's like you're watching and you're on the edge of your seat. Or like 8th Grade was a movie like that where I was like, I am feeling more anxiety than most horror movies right oh, now. Oh, yeah, yep. Like, yeah, I think it's going to be similar to that where you're just like, fuck, god damn it. Like, just like drenched in shit. sweat by the yeah. end of it. Yeah, it looks just social it, anxiety. It looks really good. It does. Um, I'm excited for this. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty into this movie. It's a great idea for a movie. Um, what we see in the trailer uh i wasn't down on the trailer uh so much i think what we see in the trailer looks pretty promising just the way everybody's sort of behaving around him i mean so i mean the editing of the trailer yeah um not the actual content the content looks good um the editing it just felt a little a little dated i guess but yeah it's it's not a it's not a big critique or anything for sure uh because obviously because i want people to know about this movie it looks good yeah so yeah, check out the trailer. All my friends hate me. It should be on yeah. VOD uh not next Friday, but two Fridays from now. Yeah, and I think it's in limited release right now. Like I think it's if you happen to have a cool indie theater near you, you might yeah. see it. But <laughs> it doesn't matter cuz it'll be out. Yeah. For just, everybody. Soon. Just wait. Just wait. There's still a plague raging outside, so Yeah. Just Google all my friends hate me question mark and I'm sure this will be the first thing you get. Yeah, should be should be yeah uh no yeah looks good yeah excited oh man dave that's a sode i think we've done it we did it we Woo! didn't need no guests we didn't need no guests we to, didn't to need, tell us what to do we didn't need anyone's help dave yeah no one held our hands no no certainly not um why don't you tell them something why don't you tell them what we got going on okay we have a patreon patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed uh, so here's the deal. You, you, you pay $5 a month. You get access to four different podcasts, two of which are you can only find on our Patreon. Uh, those are Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Muller is a Maniac. They're exactly what they sound like. Then we, we do two other podcasts with the Small Beans, uh, Spielboys, and Star Trek The Next Futurama. But they're all, they're all for $5 a month. You get all that. 
Um, and, 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 and you get access to, uh, we have a discord as well. You get access to, and on that discord, if you do another $5 a month for a total of $10 a month, every Friday night on that discord, we have a movie night where us and a bunch of our pals watch a movie and you can join in and there's a chat room and we watch a couple movies every Friday night. It's like a, it's like a ritual. It's like getting together with your pals. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun doing it. So these are all these are all things, and then we have other tiers besides that. So just go on there, patreoncom unemployed. Yeah, slap your peepers on that, and while you're at it, slap yeah. your peepers on gamefullyunemployed.com, where you'll find a link to our Teespring store that has like all, that has all kinds of cool original artwork and designs uh, that you can get on T-shirts, stickers, mugs, posters, uh, all sorts of things. So you know, slap your peepers on it. Check yeah, it out. Slap anything on there. Yeah. yeah, honestly, any old thing. The shit that Dave just cut, slap that on there. Mm. I don't care. You my do desk, you. My desk is a fucking mess now. And Listen, I'm, this is my, like, it was this necessary. Is my place. <laughs> it was, yeah. That's exactly. You, you piece out of there I like took Santa a shit Claus. on my desk. Yeah. Yeah. Santa didn't bring his wallet, but he brought the shit. Yeah, he brought the shit. He always he brings the shit. He's, look gonna, at him. he's a toilet clogging son of a bitch. You know he does that. Yeah, look he at just, that, man. Goes, that's a, that's every a house he goes to demolishes the plumbing. <laughs> Think of how many glasses of milk he drinks in All a night. All those cookies. Oh, man. Yeah. That is a hefty like a, shitter. Takes a mutant shit yep. every time he lays his anus down. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think we can be done. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.